hey, you know what? You can actually fail at the things that you don't love. So you might as well take a chance on the things that you do. You're listening to the My Motivation Podcast with Ariel Friedman, where we share inspirational stories, tips, and advice for living your best life and reaching your true potential. And it all starts with a positive mindset. So come listen and get inspired. Hey everyone, welcome back to My Motivation, your source of inspiration. Now I want you all to ponder this. Jim Carrey once said, So many of us choose our path out of fear disguised as practicality. My father could have been a great comedian, but he didn't believe that was possible for him. So, he made a conservative choice and instead, he got a job as an accountant. When I was 12 years old, he was let go from that safe job. Our family had to do whatever we could to survive. I learned many great lessons from my father, not the least of which is that you can fail at what you don't want, so you might as well take a chance on doing what you love. For all of you dreamers out there, this is one of the most important messages you can hear and is what today's episode is all about. I'm really excited for you to meet today's guest, online fitness coach Noah DeFratis. He talks about his inspiring journey, leaving his safe corporate career behind to follow his fitness dreams and shares life-changing health and fitness tips you're not going to want to miss. So let's get right to it. Without further ado, I bring you Noah DeFratis. I'm so stoked about today's guest. I've got fitness coach Noah DeFratis here. Noah, thanks so much for being here today. Oh, yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. Of course. And I can't wait to talk about everything fitness with you. But before we do, uh, I know you were working in a different line of work before you started your online fitness business. And so I was wondering if you can tell me about what you were doing before and what your journey looked like to becoming an online fitness um, trainer. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, basically, I'll start where the fitness bug started. And that was... uh, I really caught that bug in high school. I, I was under a mentor. He taught me how to change my body and it really changed my life. But um, where I deviated was basically, I didn't have that much confidence um, early on. And I just was one of the, I'm sure many people are in the same boat is, uh, you know, you're not really sure what's the best move on where to go with your life. So I just kind of asked my parents, like, well, what should I do? And they're, they're like, go to, go to college. I was like, well, what degree? I said, I'll oh, do a finance degree. That'll make you money. <laughs> so I, I got a degree in finance. Uh, I really, I still do love finance. I still dabble um, in, in, uh, in like stocks and trading, but my whole goal was to become what my most successful family member was. And that was a bond portfolio manager. So I went through the, undergrad um, as a a finance major um, actually worked in bond portfolio management and that's kind of where everything started to to go kind of haywire I guess is uh, I didn't feel that same like I was really giving to people in the way that I wanted to or in the way that I was given and especially when it came to the fitness bug for example when I was a bond portfolio manager I was basically just making rich people richer. And that's that's kind of, that, that didn't sit exactly so well with me. So at that point, it was kind of a long span of trying to get to a place of where I could actually kind of 
feel like I was directly impacting people, especially people who, who needed a change and were looking for a change. I mean, sure, it's great to help people in any way, but I wanted to really help people with a bigger impact. So at that time, I started to move into like healthcare. And uh, that's where I was thinking, okay, well, maybe healthcare, I can help people more directly with, you know, my passion and fitness. So I worked in uh, health insurance for a few years. Then I worked into um, a healthcare plan. I actually was studying for my master's in healthcare administration as well uh, before I decided to, to jump ship and, and just go all in on the fitness side. And how long were you working in um, finance before you decided to make that switch to healthcare? Uh, that was only an internship. So that was kind of where it, or I already drew the line. Um, so that was, that was actually an eight-month internship. So it was, it was relatively long or short, depending on how you look at it. But then I, I started looking out for what, what could I do in the health field. Um, with basically, you know, when you spend all this money on this degree, it's like, well, how do I not waste that and, um, get, get, you know, to my passion into where I want to make that impact. So, uh, then I, then I went to health insurance after that eight months, but I was in health, the health arena. Let's see here for five years. Gotcha. And so, you know, I commend you a lot for for recognizing that you needed to make a change and then taking action with that, because a lot of people I know are probably in similar situations or are just scared to make that leap. So they end up staying in this role that's not fulfilling them for so long. Mm -hmm. So I commend you for for recognizing that and taking action. And so then how did how did you go from from working in this other job to starting your online fitness business? Yeah, so uh, that was a process. Like I said, I was trying to carve my way over as much as I could with holding that degree. I even, um, like I mentioned, tried to get a degree in healthcare administration. I was doing things like I was I was on a volunteer basis. I was piloting um, a patient advocacy program, uh, working with upper management in the hospital. But still, at that point, it didn't feel like I was going to directly help people. There was something about that, that like, I had my life completely changed because of fitness. And I really wasn't feeling like I could, sure, I could save lives. This is all great stuff. But when you're kind of on the back ends of things, and it totally depends on who you are, but that was just something it didn't feel that impactful, you know, that could be impacting people more indirectly, but I wanted to get there. And uh, how I made that jump really was, uh, a lot of things were, were, I guess, very uncertain in my life. I had a relationship that was very uncertain at the time. Um, she was moving out to Chicago. So it was like, well, where am I going to move to? Am I going to stay at my job? And uh, I decided, well, hey, this is already uncertain enough. I'm just going to just step into my work and tell them this is my last day. And I'm going to go for fitness um, one way or another. So I told them, this is it. And they were like, do you, do you have a job? <laughs> I didn't. But luckily, when uh, I was just making some phone calls, my trainer who taught me everything about fitness, uh, he told me he was in my hometown and he would be willing to work with me. So at that point, I decided to kind of uh, start from scratch. I moved back into my parents' house and uh, super grateful for that and started working as an in-person trainer. And that's kind of how it led 
into getting into the online space. Yeah, I really commend um, just your ability to take that risk, even though things were so uncertain. And I know I'm sure it was scary at the time, but I really commend you for doing that. And if you, you know, could go back in time to when to when you were making that leap, I'm curious, were those closest to you supportive of it? Did did they try to talk you out of it and try to convince you to stay with uh, what you were currently doing or how did they react? Yeah. So luckily my family has always been super supportive of whatever I choose and uh, I, I'm forever blessed for that. So when it came to like my direct supporters, um, there was a full acceptance uh, when it came to my family. They were just like, yep, go ahead and move in, do whatever you've got to do uh, to get rolling again. Uh, so that was incredibly nice. I'd say the hardest. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, it was. Oh, I'm super blessed for that because, you know, like college is not cheap. And I think that's what holds a lot of people back from going for stuff. It's like you think of the, the opportunity cost. Well, I spent, you know, $100,000 on college. And uh, uh, to be honest, a lot of the a lot of the good things, how I say it's not a sunk cost is you get to learn um, what you don't want. And that in itself is super, super valuable. So I would say for anybody, you know, thinking about that is uh, always know that learning what you don't want is just as valuable as finding what you do. So I don't think it was a waste of time. But back to your question, um, it was more so the people around me that it was kind of difficult, but also they propelled me to make the, the jump. Uh, for example, a lot of people, they, they like say, take the secure route you know, going out on your own, there's a lot of risks. This this person and that person tried it and it didn't work out. Uh, a lot of my coworkers, I would say, kind of had that perspective. But I was super blessed to work in a, uh, basically a company where people were very old. And I kind of saw the end result of like, hey, is this, is this so spectacular? You know, waiting your days out in this job if you don't like it. And I never really saw one person um, say so. You know, a lot of them retired and they, they, they didn't really, you know, ever do those vacations that they said they were going to do. A lot of them, they, they retired and they, uh, they even became checkout clerks at Hallmark, you know, stuff like that. And it really just kind of actually propelled me forward. So I'd say there, there was some resistance with kind of like my, my coworkers, but also that's what propelled me. And luckily my family was uh, super, super supportive and I'm super grateful for that. Yeah, that's amazing. I'm glad to hear that you had such solid support around you. And I feel like, you know, the way you described your coworkers, I feel like too many people are kind of in a job where they're just kind of living for the weekend rather than enjoying every single day. And, you know, the dream is to have a job where it doesn't feel like work and where you just look forward to waking up and, you know, doing the day's work. So I'm so happy for you that, that you found that passion and yeah. And, um, you know, I, I'm a firm believer that when you leap a net appears. So when, you know, you made that decision to pursue your passion. It seemed like the universe just lined up the right people for you, lined up the right opportunities. So I'm a firm believer that when you make that decision and you follow your heart and you follow your dreams, you know, everything just has a way of lining up for you. I can't tell you how true that is. <laughs> it's unbelievably true. Um, so yeah, I could, I could tell stories about that as well. But for anybody listening, um, it really, they, you hear these sayings all the time, just jump and then 
create wings on the way down or just step off the cliff and there's going to be something there to hold you. It's totally true. It's unexplainable, uh, but it's totally true. All the resources end up just appearing out of nowhere. Yeah, absolutely. And I also just want to point out to listeners too, is that, you know, in our lives when we have this dream that we want to pursue, but there's people around us telling us that we can't do it or that we're not going to be successful at it or that the odds of us reaching that goal are, are slim. Like, we have to realize that when we kind of subject ourselves to that thinking, it's a very limited way of thinking and then kind of becomes a self-fulfilling uh, prophecy for us. And I'm a firm believer that when you have a dream inside you, it's because it's put in you for a reason and it's because it's what you were meant to do. And for the people that are telling us like we won't be successful at it, like they have absolutely no authority in saying that. They don't know what our potential is and have no way, shape or form have the power to dictate that. So I think it's just important to keep that in mind and know you've proved you know all those people wrong that have once told you that you weren't going to be able to do this and are really the perfect example of the beauty that can come from really following your heart that that was such a killer point do you mind if i touch on that no please do okay um just just what what you said with that you feel it in your heart i think um the biggest thing holding a lot of us back with that because we all have this feeling but we experience we don't understand like why we have that feeling. And I think people spend too much time figuring that out when you actually don't need to. For example, it was a dire need for me to be in, in fitness. Uh, and uh, I would always be like, well, what the heck? No, only people who make little money, only college dropouts, only people who don't go to college are in fitness. And luckily later on, I found out people make plenty of money in fitness. It's all, of course, what you put in. But I, I think, you know, sure you can answer that, that why, but you totally don't need to. If it's in your heart, it's just meant for you. And uh, I think you don't need to justify that to anybody because if anybody understood what I like to say, if anybody likes to, if anybody understands your goal, it's probably not your goal. You know, we're all so unique that it's, it's, they shouldn't understand. So uh, for anybody who has that, like, well, why the heck am I even going for this? This is weird. Um, just know that's, that's because it's uniquely you and that's the beauty of it all. Yeah, that's, that's really powerful. And, you know, if, you know, it's, your dream and it's inside you so it makes sense why they shouldn't understand it because it's only meant for you to really see out and fully understand um so i I love that point and for those that find themselves in like in a similar situation to where you were in before that are feeling stuck in their current situation because they fear taking a risk or being told by people that they wouldn't be successful at the dream that they want to pursue um what advice what additional advice do you have for them yeah uh, that's, that's always the, the toughest part is kind of going through that whole barrage of like, well, you know, what if I do fail? Um, the most powerful thing ever for me was, was basically exactly what I just said is that word, what if, and, uh, one of the freakiest things that, that took me basically was a lot of my breaking point is I just pictured myself way down the line, say I was, you know, I'm basically on my deathbed. And I just thought, like, how many things would I be thinking, well, what if you did that, Noah? You know, instead of just being right here, what if you decided to go for your bodybuilding goals or decided to become 
a, uh, a personal trainer or a fitness coach, you know, and that, that stuck would be super hard because that pain of what if I could do it was so much more painful than say if I failed. So that, that's what really got me is, is really what if I could do it? And I would rather fail going for it and know that I absolutely can't than be at the end and realize that, you know what, I probably could have done it. That, and so that, that really freaked me out. And I actually have one more that, that was, and it's actually pertinent to really this sort of time and any sort of um, economic challenges, crises is, um, Jim Carrey once said, and he explained a story about his father. He, uh, his father wanted to be an actor just like Jim Carrey. H- have you heard this story before, Ariel? I haven't, no. Mm-mm. Okay, so his father actually wanted to become an actor as well, but he decided to take the safe route and become an accountant. I believe it was an accountant, some sort of corporate gig. Um, nothing against corporate gigs, but he, he didn't want to do that, of course. And what actually happened is he got laid off of that job. And Jim Carrey's advice was, hey, you know what? You can actually fail at the things that you don't love. So you might as well take a chance on the things that you do. And that blew me away. Me too. What a powerful message. uh, Yeah. So like people now, I I know it's one of those great shakeup moments. You might be at a job that you might not, not necessarily love. And you're realizing it actually wasn't the safe route. Um, A lot of the times now, um, being your own boss is the safe route because it's up to you now. It's not up to somebody else. You could be the best employee in the building, but if it doesn't make sense on paper, you might be out of there. So um, there's there's never um, risk-free. And that's what I like to remind myself as well. And, um, you know, anybody listening, you definitely have to remind yourself about this is there's risks any way you cut it. So you might as well take the risks on the stuff that you, you enjoy. You're, you're absolutely right. I, that is such powerful advice and something we should all really keep in mind. And that's a great perspective to have on that for sure. Um, and I think just to add on that, all too often we think of what can go wrong instead of thinking what can go right. So I think there's such um, power in just changing your mindset and focusing on something that's productive rather than thinking about all these things that could go wrong, um, because there's so many things that could go right at the end of the day. And I feel like, so I want to jump back now to when you were um, in the process of starting um, your your business. And I feel like the hardest part in starting one or tackling like a major undertaking is knowing first where to start. So how did you know where to start, what steps you needed to take to get where you needed to go? What were some obstacles you had to work through? Can you take me through that that process? Absolutely. And uh, this is going to lead into exactly why I'm a coach myself. And uh, the answer to save you so much time, unless you are, you know, one of those very rare few that that don't have this problem, but clearly the people listening and want to hear the answer to this are having that problem, and that is mentorship. Mentorship is number one for getting the most optimized way to get started. There's nothing better than finding somebody who understands your problem and can get you started as quickly as possible. And for me, my whole entire life, I've had mentors. Um, A mentor changed my life when it came to learning fitness. A mentor changed my life 
um, you know, just starting the in-person training job, teaching me how to get the ropes there. I also hired a mentor to teach me to how to start the online space because uh, I guess uh, when we're talking about business here, there are so many things that, that I saw on the surface that looked like things that were the first step that were actually not even close to the first step. For example, a lot of people, they're like, well, I need to make a website or I need to do ads or I need to do videos, etc." And you might be looking at a step that's, that's, that's step number 10 and you're not actually at step number one. So that was the biggest piece for me is in, after I had a mentor that showed me that, the whole game changed. It, it became like I was trying to start something the entire time uh, from when I was a bond portfolio manager all the way until I quit. Uh, I was trying to start something the entire time and nothing really, really gave. But when I made the jump and I reached out to the people um, that could help me, that is what changed the game. I realized I was uh, completely looking at the wrong things. I was focusing so much attention on things that didn't matter. And I think it's all a kind of social conditioning. You know, we're not conditioned, especially if you want to be an entrepreneur, you're not, we're not conditioned to see um, or understand that process. Um, we know we're, we're set up to be kind of more of in the employee process if you went to school, et cetera. So that was a, a big, big thing for me is in my recommendation. If you can find somebody who has gotten the results that you want, reach out to them immediately. Or if it is a mentor or a business coach, um, it's the best investment you can make. <laughs> There's you, you'll, it's uh, just bridging that gap is often the difference between never getting started and getting completely started. I couldn't agree with that more. That That's great advice. Um, and I know that people at all different levels of expertise have mentors that they um, that they go to. And it's kind of like, why, you know, reinvent the wheel? And at that point, you don't know what you don't know. So it's always great to have someone that already kind of paved, paved that path to success to, to model after and learn from. So that's, that's super great advice. Um, and I'm curious, so how long did it take you from the time you decided to make that career change to the time you had gotten your business up and running? Um, how, what was that time period like? Yeah. So uh, my business, my, my vision evolved. It wasn't first to be an online coach, but I actually learned that along the way. So I'd say that's my first little piece of advice here is you might have an idea of where you want to go but you won't necessarily know what it transforms into and definitely be open to that um, because uh, sometimes something might be even better that you didn't think about. And that's the beauty of doing all this. But I uh, quit my job and uh, was really within a, within a month span that I, I think it was actually a few weeks did I start um, interning under um, my, my first coach and he showed me the ropes. But after that, it took me about a month to get my first client. It took me three months to actually move out of my parents' house. And between that time, I actually found out that it wasn't a match for me to work with my, my coach. I decided that I, I wanted to branch off on my own. I started in a, a, um, a personal training business just out of people's houses. And then I decided to go all the way to an online space. 
And uh, the online space, I just didn't know how to get to that that field. So that's where I, I hired a mentor and showed me, he showed me how to start up that business. And the beauty of that is I tried to be an online coach, oh, for, I would say, ever since I uh, started in the health insurance business, so over five years ago, and nothing happened. And when I hired a mentor, I started up my business and had a full-time income within three months. Wow. So it really, really... It's such a, a game changer to, to, to get those steps. I would say you could be an expert in your field, you know, whatever your art or your craft is, but an expert in business skills, I think is something that is not necessarily what everybody has. And um, this is kind of the, the tough truth about being your own boss or an entrepreneur is um, you can't just be like, I would love to just be the coach. But oftentimes, you know, due to limited capital, starting everything up, uh, you have to be everything. And that's a hard thing to do. You have to wear literally every hat possible, the marketer, uh, the website designer sometimes, um, sales, the accountant. And to, to bridge all those skill sets at once, it's, uh, it's very difficult to do without any kind of help. So I'd say definitely get help on that end. Yeah, that's a great point. And just going back to the fact that you have to wear so many hats when you're when you're an entrepreneur, I'm sure your finance background really came in handy and all that knowledge and skill set that you developed over the years. <laughs> well, unfortunately, it didn't. Oh. Um, I'm, I'm not. The, I, I love I think college has good merits, but also it has bad merits. The bad merit being very impractical. Um, unfortunately, when you're a finance student, they don't teach you anything about personal finance. They don't teach you anything about personal taxes. It's only about working for a corporation. And uh, that, that, that was kind of one of the, even, even when I went to college to learn how to trade stocks and be a bond portfolio manager, I wasn't taught anything on how to trade. Even when I was a bond portfolio manager, they didn't teach me any sort of like skill set that I was gonna be able to apply on my own. So I think that's a, a big thing lacking. So even with a degree, <laughs> I had no help there. You know what, I, I fully agree with you. I feel like everything these days is kind of just on the job training and work experience. Even in my, I, I work in marketing and in my line of work, I feel like everything I'm doing in my job now is things that I learned on the job, not, that, not anything really I learned from school. So I fully agree mm -hmm. with you on that, that it's really all work experience and on the job training type thing. 100%. Um, but one thing I do want to speak to, too, is when you were talking about kind of the timeline for how you got for the time it took to get your business running, too, is I just want listeners to realize um, that it doesn't happen overnight and that you just have to stay patient, too, well, through this process, um, because, you know, you just have to stay patient and realize it's not going to happen, like, in the blink of an eye and overnight. But if you stay with it, it'll happen and you will see those results. I think that's a, that's an awesome point. Do you care if I touch on that as well? For sure. Go for it. Great. And this is just uh, also talking with, with other entrepreneurs. I think it's nice to understand what type of business you're in to know what sort of process that's going to be. Sure, it's going to vary for everybody, but there are, there are certain ventures that are going to take way, way more time and some that are going to take less. 
for example, if you're if you're starting, say, like a, a complete enterprise where you're having hundreds of employees, you're trying to start like a new tech giant, these are clearly going to be more than a few months. You know, you're looking at maybe 5, 10, 15 years to get these things started. And um, that's not to say to not go for it. But when you understand something like that, you can now know what you need in between. And I think that's a, a very... Um, the, the term side hustle has, has been very popular. And I think it's so nice to have, whether it is your current job or it is something that you're doing to bridge that gap. Because traditional businesses, I would say I'm, I'm pretty fortunate. Uh, my business is, is super low over, overhead. I'm just, uh, you know, I, I don't need many employees or anything like that. So the, the startup is, is relatively simple. But if you're developing a product and need patents or if you need, um, any sort of legal support, all this stuff is just going to make time um, further and further. And it's not to say to stop doing it, but to know what you need. Because say you figure out how to cover your, your overhead and all those daily expenses, then you're pretty much free to, to grind into your business and, uh, and be able to weather that time. But I think too many people, they, they don't necessarily plan for that. They say, hey, you know, if I have a, a good idea, it's going to make me money. And uh, I, I forget where I heard this, but I think it's the average business takes nine years or the average entrepreneur takes nine years to fully hit it off in a business. And it has about four failures in between those nine years. Wow. Yeah. It's, you know, I, I'm a firm believer that everything worthwhile, you know, takes a lot of hard work and takes time. And it's so important to just kind of have realistic expectations um, when you're first starting out and just, just know that it's going to take time and you're, you're going to have to put in that hard work, but it will pay off. Um, and when you make that decision that it will pay off, I feel like it really does, but you just have to keep the faith and keep working hard at it. Yes, absolutely. I'd like to make just one quick mm -hmm. little point on that too. And I think this is always super challenging. What we're, what we're, I guess this is going to be on the topic of comparing yourself to others a lot of us, we see people start these things up so quickly or have rapid success, but you always have to understand who you're comparing yourself to. And it's okay to not be the all-star. Like, for example, in fitness, I was never the all-star, but I kind of became an all-star just because I stuck with it. If I would have said, if I would have looked at different people and said, well, hey, they're better than me, or they did this quicker than me, so it it's not for me. This can get in the way of a lot of entrepreneurs. They, I know even personally, you'll see people have uh, just the explosive growth. It's like they just hit it off immediately and it makes you start to feel that, okay, well, maybe this isn't for me. And I just want to stress that that's absolutely not the case. The, the story of the tortoise and the hare, it applies to everything. I know so many people that, that had explosive success that are now, they, 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 I don't want to say this in a, a negative way, but they, they, they crumbled and uh, you never know. Um, I would say that's why passion is so critical is where you don't need to compare yourself to others anymore. We know that just doing your purpose is more valuable than, than being incredible at it right away. Yes, absolutely. And I'm so glad you brought that up. That's a great point. And I feel like, you know, there's such danger when we compare ourselves to other people. And, and we really shouldn't because we're all running our own race. 
So there's really like no comparison. I feel like you can only compare yourself to kind of who you were yesterday and just trying to be a better version of yourself. Um, and, and, and when, when we look at people who achieve success so quick and, and we kind of have that false sense that this is how soon I should be achieving this, I think people also need to keep in mind that the people who, that we see being so successful aren't really showcasing their trials and tribulations and all of the obstacles they had to overcome to get to this point. Um, so I feel like people need to keep in mind too, that if you see people, you know, who are achieving this great success so soon, and now you have kind of these expectations for yourself also to keep in mind that you don't know kind of what went on behind the scenes and all the obstacles they had to overcome to get to that place as well. A hundred percent. Amazing point. Uh, some people, uh, I'll just give an example from my fitness journey. Some people will see it like my transformation and say, well, well how long did that take? And when I tell them 15 years, <laughs> they're, they're like, whoa, <laughs> it's like, yeah, it didn't, it didn't come quickly for me. I was actually considered, you know, one of the failure kind of, uh, uh, people in fitness, but uh, in, you, I see that more often than not is, I guess one of these things I watched was this billionaire seminar. And uh, one of the guys on there, he said, I've never seen an, a, an overnight success that wasn't actually a 10 year journey. So uh, he said, no millionaire I know wasn't at least a 10 year journey. Yeah, that's, that's powerful. That's, that's so true. And um, so sorry to jump back a little bit, but I'm curious. So when you were like starting up your, your business, did you have um, like any side hustles at the same time or any other jobs that you had to work to support yourself while you were working on launching your business? That I did not. I, uh, I kind of went full cold turkey, but I did understand my business. And like I said, that's so important. If, uh, in, in, if you're a consultant, um, it, you have to understand how quickly or how easily you can acquire a client. Um, I already had the knowledge base. Um, so it was just a matter of, of kind of just showcasing my knowledge and, and finding the right client, um, networking with the right people. Of course, how much you put in is what you're going to get out of it. But I wasn't developing a product from the ground up, like say, um, uh, a new software um, that's going to have possibly a million other things that need to go into it before you actually make your first sale. When it comes to fitness consulting or personal training, it's relatively quick, that transaction. Somebody's looking to get in shape, you show them your level of expertise, and that's typically how you can go. So I had a burn rate that I had, and um, luckily I could move into my parents, so I uh, was pretty safe there as well. Um, so, but within my first month, I had my first client and I didn't need too many clients to pay my overhead. Like I said, I didn't really have any. And uh, that's what, that's what really was my side hustle actually to get into being a full-time online trainer. And that's what I did. I trained clients in person and slowly weaned my way into becoming an online coach. And this is another one of those examples of, even though you might think it's kind of similar, it's totally not similar um, to switch over from an in-person trainer to an online trainer. You kind of have to make a similar jump. And how it all happened was who knows how. It just every step appeared um, where it needed to. And all of the clients that I thought I could, this is going to sound kind of bad, like get rid of in my in-person space, they, they somehow, they were with me for like a year, so somehow it would be like, 
you know what? I think I'm I'm good. Whether they maybe knew I was moving out, I don't know what it was. But uh, the the doors open for that. But the side hustle was uh, was in person training while I switched to an online uh, training space. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I feel like too, like information that you need kind of appears at the right moment. And I feel like we're not given all the information we need at once because then it could be super overwhelming. But when the time comes, the universe kind of reveals what we need to learn at the right time and kind of just guides us to that next step um, and makes that that process so much easier, I feel like. 100%. And I feel like, too, with everything going on this year, I feel like the online space is booming, I'm sure. Um, have you Have you seen that really just with everything that's gone down this year with um, the online space just really excelling with fitness? Oh, yeah. Um, fitness, I think there was a decent trend happening with fitness and online before. So I'd say there was, there's definitely that nudge. I would say with everything else, though, it's now coming, I think, on par to fitness. Um, a, lot of, a lot of people don't know about online fitness coach, but coaching, but there is a huge subset that that's like their best way. Um, so that was that was always there. I guess it's just it's just nice to where more people are becoming um, um, aware of it for sure. Um, but there is a little bit of a disconnect on the types of online coaching because in-person training and online coaching, at least from my perspective and what I do, is, is very different. I'm sure that you're able to access just so many more people being online. And so, can you tell me about the personalized fitness coaching that you provide? Sure. So, um, really, I wanted to be in the online space for since kind of the get go, because where my true transformation happened was with an online coach. Um, a lot of people think, well, to get a transformation, you know, it's best to have a personal trainer. And that's absolutely not the case. It can be the case, but it's actually the lesser case. And not many people know about that. And the reason why is because when you're in the gym with a personal trainer, they can all, they pretty much, their job is to just make sure you don't get injured and that you progress in your workouts. And that does give some result, but as many people have heard it by now, you know, nutrition is so important and your lifestyle is a whole nother, a whole nother spectrum. So what unfortunate, what's unfortunate is all of your results can be ruined just by a little bit of the wrong choices outside of the gym. It doesn't matter how great of a workout you've gotten. So this is where having an online coach who can actually be there for you on the lifestyle side makes all the difference. Um, because the truth is, many people can get a decent workout. Um, as long as you kind of have an idea of you know what the machines are, how to do a few exercises, that's basically all you need to know on the workout app but how to understand your work schedule and still get your workouts in, how to understand vacations, holidays, how to be able to actually eat out at a restaurant and not see the scale go up. Um, these are the big things that are actually gonna move the needle. So that's, that's really where I help people in an online space is I, I, I learn people's lives. Sure, I give them the right workout, the right nutrition, but that's pretty much step one when it comes to sustainable fitness. Step two and beyond is, is learning how to make this a lifestyle through everything. I would say one of the biggest mistakes is where people say, well, okay, now my work schedule's died down. It's the perfect time to get fit. 
But what they don't know is right when the work schedule gets busy again, it's over. It all goes away so quickly. Right. Really, fitness results are just like money in your bank account. You could spend it with just like a swipe of the card or just a few meals. So if you don't know how to handle a busy work schedule, if you don't know how to travel, if you don't know how to get fit while still eating at restaurants or how actually to go out and have a few drinks and stay in shape, how to actually, well, you know, the workout stuff, you can get that inside the gym, but interlay that with the right workouts. Um, that's really where the body changes the most. And most personal trainers, they're not messing with your nutrition that much. You're kind of just getting a piece of paper. Here, I'm, I'm learning exactly what your food choices are, what you actually like to eat. You know, nobody's going to eat chicken and broccoli forever. So how do we fit your donut in? That's, that's, that's the big, you know, that's the, how do you have your cake and eat it is really um, the gold standard when it comes to being in shape. Because anybody can lose a few pounds by staying indoors, never socializing, um, just working their butt off in the gym. But the moment they can't sustain that, it's all over. And uh, that's that was the game changer for me. I spent 24 weeks of my life trying to get in the best shape possible. I wanted like the, the classic six pack. I, uh, I, I didn't see family. I was basically a hermit. I didn't, I made sure not to travel and I did get in great shape, but literally all of my results vanished the following week, just when I went back to normal. And I was like, I wasted so much of my time trying to get in shape and now it's, it's all back. And if you ask anybody, they'll have a similar story. They say, hey, when I was young or I, my schedule wasn't so busy, I went crazy. I did two hours of cardio a day. I you know, only ate tuna and I got in great shape. And then you'll ask them what happened and they'll say, well, life happened. And that's the piece that you have to solve. You have to solve the life equation. We know how to work out hard. We know that a chicken breast is better for you than a donut, but that's not how straightforward it all is. So that's where I thought, being an online coach is the answer. It was the answer for me. I had somebody who was able to look at my lifestyle. I had somebody I could come to with all of my challenges when I had to travel um, and they could customize everything on the fly so that I didn't have to think about it because we all have too much to think about. And uh, so that's really what I am for people. I'm a coach to figure out their life. And once you can figure out your life, um, you're fit forever. But if you're doing things like it's a phase, you only fit for a phase. And uh, that, that's kind of my mission there is to, to get people fit for life. I do help people with extreme, you know, one-time goals like bodybuilders as well. But um, my, my, I, I love that. That's one of my passions. But what I found most people need is, is how to be fit forever. And uh, that's, that's kind of what I provide. No, I love that. I think it's so important to really tailor a program to the individual client because everyone's different and there's no like one exercise program or fitness program that's cookie cutter for everyone because everyone's so unique um, and it truly is a lifestyle. So it, I, I love how you really personalize uh, this coaching to everyone. Um, and I'm curious, is there like an average amount of time that you work with the client for or is it just it just depends on the on the individual person? Yeah. So this is the way I look at it. Personally, I have a coach forever. Um, I know everything there is to know about fitness, but I also have a coach. Why? Because we're our own worst enemy. <laughs> you know, I could know everything, but to actually, you know, 
have the right eyes on myself and to know exactly what to do. It's hard to take away calories, you know, just by yourself. So having somebody there to think for you, because personally, I like to just look my best all the time because I feel my best. And that's, that's really the outcome is, is feeling your best. When you feel your best, your, your life is optimized in every single aspect, your work life, your family life, socialization, everything is optimized. So I think that I can never not have a coach. So I do have clients that we, we were working pretty much for the long term. And uh, that's, that's my mindset. However, that not everybody's ready to go that distance. So this is the way I put it out for them is I typically give people three months as their starter because three months is the amount of time it typically takes to get a relative transformation. So within 90 days, you get super targeted on your goals, whatever that goal may be, you're going to see a noticeable impact within those 90 days. And then at that point, it's, it's starting to think of, well, do I go another 90 days? Do I get even further? And then I would say within the 9 to 12, 12 month region, you can get nearly anywhere to a decent extent, especially when it comes to losing body fat. Muscle mass is a different story, but uh, you'll, you'll have that awesome transformation. But then it's like, well, do you want to have somebody there for you the entire time? And uh, that's where um, more of my longer term programs come into play where you just want to be fit for life. And I, I made that decision. Um, I forgot when, but I made a decision like, why am I hiring this person in just getting out of shape, hiring them, firing them, hiring them? And I was like, why don't I just keep somebody so I feel great all, all the time? And I think the biggest thing that, that we don't know is how quickly everything goes away. Just like with, with business, the, the moment you start stop focusing on your business, typically it starts shriveling away. It's the same thing with your body. So when you can always have somebody there for you, checking in on you, making sure that you're, you're keeping track of your progress, they're keeping track of your progress and modifying everything. And um, I'd say the biggest misconception is that a fitness coach makes things more difficult for you. And it's the exact opposite. Somebody would maybe think, Oh no, well, if I if I'm dieting, clearly life is harder. So why would I do that? If life is tough and I get a fitness coach, that means it's tougher. It's the exact opposite. Because my job is only to make it easier. What a lot of people don't understand is that you don't need much to get in shape. You just need a little, but very consistently. And once you have a little very consistently, you get great results. So my job is to manage things for you, how to make things bite-sized, how to make things more convenient. And that takes a lot of communication. But if you have the right fitness coach, your life should be optimized. You should be having food on the holidays still and still getting in great shape. You should be traveling. You should be able to get through a hectic work schedule and be in the best shape of your life. And that's, that's the synergy you want with a fitness coach is that they're enhancing your life. And that's my goal and all of my students that it, it is at that level. Of course, it's a two-way street. I could always say, you know, no matter how easy it is, if you don't follow it, of course, you're not going to see the result. But um, for those that we have that perfect synergy with, that's just kind of how it works. We're, we're just floating along, dominating all areas of life. My best, my best students, they uh, get, get they're the, one of the few people in their, their roles that get promotions. They get more dates. Um, so it, it just translates to other areas of their life. So really, a fitness coach should enhance your life. It shouldn't, it shouldn't make it harder.
I love that. I love the support that you provide uh, for your students and just this whole community. And I'm curious, when you're working with clients, um, is it weekly check-ins that you have with them? Is it daily? How does, how does that work? Great question. So I have a few different ways. Um, I w- the way I kind of look at it is the more we're in tune with each other, the more synergistic we are, the less we need to be in contact with each other. That's kind of my long-term clients. However, when you're new, that's where I want to be right next to you. I want to make sure you're fully, fully supported. So that's how I tear down. I start with my students where we have weekly check-ins, but also we have a midweek coaching call for um, an entire group of students. And then we have once per week coaching calls. So it's like ultimate support. Also, all of my clients, they can message me at any time during the day, 24 hours out of day so they have me in their back pocket but the whole goal is to make sure I answer all those beginner questions you understand the program completely and then we tear down from there when it comes to actual physical coaching calls they can move from weekly then down to monthly and then just to stay to the the group calls and more so text messaging because I'm a firm believer when you have that synergy you don't need as much communication however at the beginning to get that synergy um, communication is everything. And I don't like to bog my, my students down. Um, really, my phone calls are 10, 15 minutes. And uh, if you can't get on point on that phone call, I mean, on that, that time span, typically we're talking about things that are off topic. But I work with very, very busy people and uh, they enjoy that aspect. You know, having super high support, but also um, really, really giving that, that uh, low time commitment. Yeah, that sounds amazing. And um, how can how can listeners get in touch with you and, and sign up for your fitness academy? Sure. So um, I have a website. It's uh, www.noafitness.com. So you can go ahead on there. My email address is on there. You can apply on there as well. Um, and there's contact information. So I'd say that's the best way. I have a bunch of information on how my program works, uh, also pricing, Everything that you need to know, um, but of course, we can always hop on calls. Uh, that's typically the next step is uh, go through the website, get as much information that you need. We'll set up a call to talk about your goals. I'll outline a vision for what that goal will look like, and uh, we'll go from there. That's that's awesome. And Noah, I follow you on some social media channels as well, and um, it seems like you just fostered such a great community, and so many of your students post like transformation pictures too, and it's just amazing um, how you've helped so many people just make all these really positive transformations in their life. Well, thank you. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a rewarding job for sure. I just say if, if I could give just one person what I've gotten out of fitness, uh, it's, it's a mission accomplished. And I'd like to just say one thing about that is a lot of people think that fitness is, is so superficial that it's just, you know, like, well, you know, what does abs mean really? That's That's like so superficial. And I'd say that's absolutely only the highest level of fitness. It's so much deeper than that because when you're in shape, it's a testament to who you are and what you're capable of. And that's the most powerful powerful thing about fitness. Just like when you see a nice car, you can say, oh, look at them flaunting the car. But to them, it might show them all the hard work that they put in, you know, the, the level of dedication that they have. And it's the same thing with the body is what you do to your body. It's your own canvas to show who you are. So when you look at yourself in the mirror, you see all that stuff that you put in. And, you know, even in this hard year, it's something that, that's super helpful. 
get up, really have this mission for yourself to become your best. You see your results, you see what you've put into your body and uh, that can really uh, get you through um, some of the tougher stuff. I know it has for me. No, I love that. And I feel like, you know, fitness doesn't only make you physically tough, but it makes you mentally tough as well. And just gives you all this confidence and makes you feel like you can really take on the world. So, um, so, so important. And um, I'm sure there's so many listeners out there that are wondering this, just given, I just want to pick your brain for a second, um, given the times that we're living in and this uncertain time um, and this high stress situation that we're in and the new normal, um, I can imagine there's a good amount of people that have, have started exercising more, but I'm sure there's also a good amount of people who aren't keeping up with their normal workout routines and are turning to unhealthy foods for comfort during these times. So how can people really stay motivated uh, to exercise and eat healthy during this unique time? And what tips do you have for listeners? Awesome question. Um, it really comes down to one thing and it's perspective. I think once you get the right perspective in the scenario that you have, you don't see the limitations, but you end up seeing the opportunities. For example, a lot of times before this whole shutdown, being stuck at home, working from home, we had certain obstacles that are now opportunities. For example, um, a lot of people had the obstacle of being too busy. They had to drive to work. So now being at home, you have time to cook at home. Um, you know, that whole time where you had to commute back and forth, going into meetings, that's now a way. Also, restaurants are a huge thing. That's an obstacle for people. They said, ah, you know, I'm at all these business meetings. I go out to restaurants to entertain. That's now not so much of an obstacle. Now we're at home. You can now cook for yourself. And uh, that can be such an opportunity. So I think when we don't look at it in that perspective of what opportunities that we have now, you know, you have more of a flexible schedule. A lot of us do when we're working from home. So you might be able to get a workout in really quickly. It's not awkward to do a workout by yourself, you know, next to your desk, but maybe at your job, it, was, it would be super awkward to do that next to all of your coworkers. And I think when we put it into that perspective saying, hey, I now am at home, I can fill my home up with healthy options. I can cook for myself. I don't, I'm not at a restaurant. I can now have a more flexible schedule to work out. It now brings an, an optimism to a situation that, that you know, is, is relatively pessimistic. And I think that's just the key is just being grateful for these opportunities and knowing that you get to have these opportunities that wouldn't necessarily be there um, before. And I think once that perspective has changed, it makes it really, really cool. You can start to experiment with new um, recipes, different ways of exercising, and having a lot more control um, now that we are stuck at home. No, that's awesome. I love your whole attitude towards everything and your mindset. And you're right, perspective is key. And there really are so many opportunities now that we that didn't exist before just because of like being so busy and having hectic lives. So I, I love your, your mindset on everything. Um, and I just want to tell everyone to please go check Noah out. He's, he's an amazing coach and person, and he will be the perfect guide for your fitness journey. So be sure to be sure to check Noah out and, and sign up for um, his coaching. And um, before we go, I, I have one last question for you. I'm, I'm just curious, what's the best piece of advice someone has given you? 
Yes. Um, I would have to say, I don't know where, I, I, uh, where exactly this comes from, but uh, it was actually a piece of advice that my father gave me. Um, we, used to, we used to sit in the sauna together and just talk philosophy. It was like the best times of my life. <laughs> but uh, he would help me through these, these challenging times. And he said, and uh, I think it's old school because it uses the word man, but it's saying man isn't just everybody. But the, the quote is, um, the measure of a man is not how many times that he gets knocked down. It's how quickly he gets back up. Oh, and, uh, I love that. For, for some reason, that has just been so gold. And I think that is, is such a game changer when you apply it to your life. And there's a, a great example that I like to, to tell people about in fitness because the true detriment in, in anything, and this applies to fitness as well, is how long you stay down. It's not about getting knocked down. It's about how long you stay down. A lot of us, we stay down and out. So for example, on your fitness journey, you might eat something that you wouldn't necessarily want to eat or you shouldn't have ate. And then you feel terrible about it and you decide, oh, you know, what's the point? And then you give up for a week or two. And then the damage was so much more than if you would have just said, ah, all right, you know, those donuts were good. I'm just going to go back to my plan tomorrow. And then you've mitigated all of those potential negatives that you would have had um, staying down. And uh, it, even in, I, I used to be a big snowboarder and I learned this uh, the hard way. Um, when, you, when I was snowboarding, we would go off jumps and uh, it was always embarrassing if you fell. It's, at least I thought it was when, when I was first starting off. So um, when I went off a jump and I fell, I would sit there at the bottom of the jump thinking, oh, poor me. Oh, look at me. I'm so embarrassed. I fell. And little did I know, the person behind me couldn't see that I was still at the bottom of the jump. So what happens is they go off the jump and they smush you. So it was just like a rule of life that stuck with me. I'm like, you know what? If I don't get up, I'm going to get crushed. And the whole key is to just dust yourself off and get back in the game. And I found that mitigates so many losses. And it's just how quickly you get back up. Because the longer you're down, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a timer that starts where all of the negatives just start pouring into it. But if you get up right away, you only catch a little, it's a huge, huge win. I love that. That is truly powerful advice. And you know, life is going to knock us down all the time. There's going to be things that pop up that we can't, that we didn't account for, that we can't control, but we just have to dust it off and get right back up. And, you know, having a positive attitude is key when doing that too. And also, I feel like we all just need to learn how to be nicer to ourselves. We're, we're always our own worst critic. And so when we do those slip ups, you know, with eating or, or whatever it may be, we just have to be nicer to ourselves. And I think that'll help us bounce back quicker, too. Um, so before we go, no, I just wanted to open the floor to see if you um, had any final words or last pieces of advice. I'd say in a, in a business perspective, if, if you do want to start your passion, um, I think the best place to start off is is to get help and mentorship. It's one of the, the least known things, and it's the reason I am a coach is because I am that, that mentor for people who want to get in shape, and uh, it's it's the game changer. Uh, you can hear in every story that even in, even in, in um, what is it, Star Wars, Yoda, <laughs> you know, everybody needs that person to help guide them. If you want to bridge the learning curve, it took me – 10 years to, to finally say, okay, I'll get a, a mentor for fitness. And 
my results were radically different. It took me five years to get a mentor for my business, and I started up my business in just a few months. Um, mentors typically are not cheap. Um, it's a cr sometimes a crazy investment, but it's in the things that are important in life. You know, we'll we'll spend thousands of dollars on a vacation, on an iPhone, or drinks at the bar. And we, we forget about the stuff that was crazy important to you, whether it is your health and your fitness or what it, whether it is your passion or your future. Those are investments worth um, squeezing yourself for. So I'd say two things. Definitely find help. And uh, if, it, if, it, if it requires a sacrifice, uh, those are the sacrifices to make. Such great advice. Great note to end on as well. Um, and Noah, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show and opening up about your inspirational story and for sharing all this powerful advice and for um, sharing all this great information on the wonderful coaching that you provide. I know you're going to inspire so many people. Awesome. Thank you so much, Ariel. It's, it's been a pleasure. It's an honor for having me on. Uh, let me know at all how I can help. If anybody has any questions and what we talked about, please uh, reach out. Yes, absolutely. Everyone, be sure to check Noah out. I'm going to have the link to his um, coaching site in the description of this episode. So be sure to be sure to sign up with Noah. Um, he's a great, great um, inspiration and great coach. Thank you so much, Ariel. Thank you all so much for tuning into today's episode. I hope you're inspired to follow the dreams within your heart. And just know, once you take that leap, your future self will thank you for it and you'll be supported every step of the way. Like one of my favorite quotes says, when you leap, a net appears. Noah provided such profound wisdom, and if you heard something today that moved you, or if there's a dream that you now have the motivation to pursue, please let me know. I want to hear from you. You can send me a message on Instagram at mymotivation underscore podcast, or on Facebook at mymotivationpodcast. Be sure to also follow Noah on Instagram at Noah Defretes, and that's spelled N-O-A-H-D-E-F-R-A-T-I-E-S, and check out his website, www.noahfitness.com, so you can get more information on the amazing coaching he does, and he promises you to give you that support you need so you can stay fit for life. And if you're new to this show, welcome, and please subscribe so you don't miss a motivating message. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I'd be so appreciative if you rated the show and left a review. I love hearing your feedback. I love you all so much, and I'll talk to you really soon. I hope you found motivation in this message, and if you did, please share it with someone who needs to hear it and subscribe. Hope you keep this find top of mind and always stay inspired. Love you guys, and thank you so much for listening.